This is the 10-Minute Contrarian Podcast. This is VP. We are a solutions-based podcast, diving into the world of contrarian investing and alternative finance. You can find us hosted on the No Nonsense Forex YouTube channel, nonsenseforex.com, and podcast players everywhere. Episode 118 is brought to us by Bybit. If you're not aware of all the advantages of using Bybit, let me remind you. First off, you can buy crypto and trade crypto away from the prying eyes of unscrupulous American regulators. You can also trade directly off of MT4. Now, you do not have to do this, but it is a very nice option, especially for my traders. There is a cashback bonus for depositing. There are promotions going on all the time. I think since I began promoting Bybit over a year ago, I have not received one complaint about the actual platform or trading experience itself. Think about that. That's really hard to pull off. So what you need to do is you need to go down to the description, the show notes, and click the link to the blog. The blog will tell you everything you need to know. It has my affiliate link included. Click that link and get signed up. And if you are signed up, get deposited, get trading. Become a part of this ecosystem because membership has its rewards. It is the 10-Minute Contrarian Podcast, and I would say the overall theme of this entire podcast, the one piece of advice I can give to everybody, regardless of who you are or where you are in the world, is to create, and maybe not as many as possible, but a lot of tunnels to where you have escape routes should anything happen, and do them now. Get ahead of all the unprepared people who will be scrambling for the exits when these things invariably happen. And we know this decade, things are going to happen. The unusual, the black swans, they have become the normal now. And that not-to-be-named large group of very powerful people out there who just want to have total control, they still exist. And even though we might see the, the tide turning as far as sentiment goes, these people don't care. They are only going to ratchet things up further as we go along, probably at an increased pace because sentiment is changing the way it is this quickly. So we'll come back to that in a moment. But when I say tunnels, you guys know what I mean. Don't have all of your money in one place, um, which includes banking, which includes your investments, offensive and especially defensive. Make sure your money is inside of the system and outside of the system. And make sure you are creating or working towards creating additional citizenships and or residencies so you haven't done all of this work just to get trapped in the jurisdictional rules of the one country you reside in. Do not allow yourself to get trapped. Do not allow yourself to get wiped out should one thing go wrong. Uh, And there has been one thing going horribly wrong for a lot of people uh, recently, this year. Uh, that we did not really see much of in the past, certainly not in past decades. And this will not not ever make the mainstream media for obvious reasons, but a lot of people, uh, especially in the West, have been getting their bank accounts closed down. And these are not just high-profile people. These are not just loud people on social media. How many of you were aware of this? If I were to tell you that this was going to become an actual thing 10 years ago, you'd have never, ever believed me. You know, we saw it happen with Canada a couple of years ago. Was it a couple of years ago? Maybe not even that. Um, and we thought, wow, that was absurd. This is going to be a one-off, though, because the backlash was just crazy. Oh, no. According to these people, you will comply. And since they already have their fingers in the banking system, this is a great punishment and a very scary punishment to use against regular people in order to get them to comply 
and fall in line. So now all of the evidence I have is still anecdotal, but once you've heard it enough times, you pretty much know it's happening. Like I said, this is never going to hit mainstream media, and this is still a very new phenomenon. But it's scary times out there, contrarians. If you're not already at risk of your own bank closing down because it's insolvent, uh, now your bank just might close your account for whatever reason they come up with. Now, the most high-profile case so far has been Nigel Farage in the UK. He is a political leader, very outspoken, very against the current establishment. And uh, in a private bank, no less, they closed down his entire account where he had a lot of money. Now, again, you might say, well, I am not a guy like him. I'm never going to be a guy like him, so I'm pretty safe. Well, here's the, here's the other half of that story. Word is... Uh, Again, anecdotal evidence is all we have at this point, but word is, in the UK alone, they have already closed down the bank accounts of over 1 million people. The UK only has about 70 million people. Uh, Now, the bank accounts they closed down might not necessarily have been their citizens. The UK has been a very popular and prominent banking center for people all over the world, and even they are so controlled right now, they don't mind committing suicide like this. But it's terrifying for your average person. Let's go over to Australia. Some of the top banks out there now make you fill out a survey, or they'll call you and ask you questions if you decide to withdraw cash. This has already become a thing in the United States with a lot of banks. Before, they didn't ask you. Now they ask you what you want to do with that cash, or what you plan on doing with that cash, as if it's any of their business. But in Australia, if you refuse to answer or tell the, uh, the customer service rep over the phone to go screw themselves, as you should, they will almost certainly shut your account down. Now, again, you might think you are not somebody who would be targeted by this. My response to you would be, yeah, you're probably right. You would not be targeted by something like this right now. Seems like they're only going after certain people, people who refuse to comply. But this could only be the beginning. All of these things, they take the same path. They start at the fringe, and they slowly work their way into the mainstream. And again, contrarians, the one thing I want to prevent for all of you is having the doors shut in one of your escape routes while you were too lazy to set up 10 other ones. And I said this long ago on the YouTube channel, even very rich people, most of them out there, only have one way out. And that is their own bank in the one currency they have their account in. That's it. That is literally the vast majority of people. And when it comes to these escape routes, they only get more difficult and more expensive to set up. So you need to take action as soon as possible. There's, you know, there's so many people leaving the United States right now, you know, it's caught the eye of the authorities and they are now processes are taking longer than they ever have. Let's just say that. Some of it is just due to the extra processing involved because there's so many people. And some of it is because they are purposely making this harder. These things only get more expensive and more difficult and more restrictive over time. And unfortunately for all the Bitcoin maxis out there, we, do, we don't have this Shangri-La in front of us to where we can just stay within the Bitcoin ecosystem and do all the things we need to do. A lot of them thought we'd be there by now. Uh, we are not. I think it's perfectly fine. I actually think it's a good idea to slowly start migrating into that world. 
because as we've spoken about on the podcast before, I really like all the things they're building on top of that chain. Turns out, you know, Bitcoin wasn't the medium of exchange that the world really wants right now. They still really just want dollars. And it's probably going to take something really, really severe to get people away from the fiat system they've known their entire life over to Bitcoin. And who knows how far away we really are from seeing something like that. But it is good, at least, to start getting to know those ecosystems, finding out which avenues inside of those ecosystems make sense for you, and start using them. But as far as actual you know, hardcore solutions go, we are a solutions-based podcast. It's already been about eight and a half minutes. We should probably get to that part, I'd imagine. Let's start with the actual bank side of things, because it has become even harder to cash out money from your crypto accounts into actual banks. They've been cracking down on this more than they've been letting up, meaning there are less options out there. And how sure are you that your main bank will take a deposit from a place like Binance or Coinbase? Like, have you checked in with them lately? You should, because a lot of times when they decide not to take crypto anymore, they don't make it public. You have to rely on this anecdotal evidence that comes out where people are saying, hey, you know, I'm part of this bank. I tried cashing out crypto like I've done for the past five years, and all of a sudden they don't allow it anymore. Now, you might be somebody who doesn't have any designs on cashing out their crypto. You want to save your crypto. You want to use your crypto, but there could absolutely be a time where you're going to need to exchange that into fiat. Don't get too comfortable. You absolutely want this option. Now, again, I, I don't want to name actual banks and say, I recommend this. That's a really dumb thing to do if you are in the financial media space, because who knows what can happen in the future. Uh, what I do know is in the United States, um, I've done a blog about the four banks that are too probably too big to fail. And how, even if you're not in the United States, you probably want one of these banks. And if you're outside of the United States, it's really just a matter of setting up um, an LLC in Delaware or Wyoming, a very low-tax place like that. So many people do this. And then you can just get an American bank from there. I've heard that out of those four, J.P. Morgan Chase is still very friendly in a lot of ways. I've heard you can still pull out quite a bit of cash without anybody asking you any type of questions. And that when it comes to crypto deposits, they are still quite friendly in this regard. I've heard Bank of America has gone the opposite way. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I research these things more than your average person does, but if you have heard anything, or especially if you have experienced anything, more importantly so, and you were listening to this on YouTube, go down in the comments section and let us know what you know, what's good, what's not good. If you're listening to this on podcast players, jump over to YouTube. While you're there, give us a like, and then down below in the comments section, do the same thing. Um, but from where I sit, I'll, I'll tell you what I know. I will say that in, in response to what the West is doing, there are countries outside of this whole goofy system that uh, have created crypto-friendly banks in response. Now, there's going to be quite a bit of KYC you're going to have to go through. But I can say firsthand that if you go in between the United States and South America, that whole zone right there, uh, you will find some options. If you don't quite know what those options are, well, join some of the uh, the WhatsApp groups, the Telegram groups, the Discord groups out there uh, who are nomadic. You know, those guys know what to do. Uh, or your people like in the Bitcoin community. They're great with this stuff. They'll know what to do as well. But as always, I'm just trying to point you in directions so you can head that way. 
But out of the banks that I use, I currently have two that I know for sure are very friendly when it comes to crypto deposits, and I'm working on a third. Am I going to use three? Of course not. But if something, for whatever reason, were to happen to the one, I want to make sure I still have tunnels available. There's a lot of you out there that probably have zero options as far as this goes and just don't even realize it yet. Now also, in response to this, there have been a few Web3 crypto companies that we, we all know, we've all heard of, who have answered the call in a way. I don't know how far along <laughs> these companies are yet, but it, it's good to see they're going in the right direction. The first one, and I don't even want to say it out loud because the bots read this somehow and I get spammed even more than I already do. Uh, so let's just say it's the company that rhymes with Fetamask. They have come up with a crypto, a direct crypto to cash option. Now, does this go into a bank? Does it make it easier for uh, fiat to go into a bank? I think that's what it does. Again, the one thing I haven't done is gone in there and tried this myself because I just don't need to. But what's cool is the option is now there. Now, the downside of this, the one that everybody's talking about, is with all the fees and the go-betweens you're going to have to use, you could end up spending about 8 to 9% in fees just to complete this process. Uh, so my answer here is twofold. One, no, that is not cool. But two, options are very cool. And if my only option to get my crypto into fiat because I need it is this option with an 8 to 9% fee along the way, well, then I'm glad it exists. Now, if you're looking for an option that doesn't have these fees, uh, Uphold has stepped up. And really the only thing we have seen now as far as what to do, as far as if you want to use Uphold for this option, is like a 30-second YouTube short. Like this is how early we are into this process. But I just want you to know that these things exist. And Uphold, God damn it, the, the goofiest, squirreliest UX in all of crypto. But damn it, they just do so many things right. And I am so happy that one, I have them as an option, I have them as an out, and two, I'm familiar with their ecosystem. I've told you in the past, I bought my XRP here, I've played around with some of the other options that you can do there in terms of currencies and metals and things like that. Um, but they have also stepped up to the plate here. So if anything, just mark these two things down in your head somewhere, or on a spreadsheet if you're a lunatic like me, and just know that these options exist should things get hairy. Now, there are two main call to actions in this entire episode. Uh, the first one is to do what I just said. Make sure you have actual banks who will make this conversion for you. Even if you think you're not going to need it, you are trying to predict the future, and the future, especially now, as we've seen, has been very unpredictable. And the worst is probably yet to come, and when it does come, definitely expect the unexpected as people start running for the exits. But the second call to action, and this is something we've also talked about uh, quite a bit on the show, and that is to be able to circumvent the system altogether by way of the blockchain itself. No matter where you are in the world, there is probably a crypto.com or a Revolut or something similar to it out there. And I'll still say it today, there are very few things I cannot do with my crypto.com debit card that I pre-fill with stablecoins. Still getting 2% back in the CRO token, which uh, has bottomed like a lot of tokens have, but uh, that just makes me want to use it more. You know, stock a, a bunch of free CRO uh, and wait for the bull run. Why not? Now keep in mind, 
all of these fintech apps are connected to actual established banks. You know, there's always that sneaky little bit of liability there that you need to be aware of. Really nowhere can you just walk in and say, hi, I'm a crypto company and I would like to become an established bank. We're not there yet, anywhere. But most of these fintechs and new banks have not come under fire yet. And who knows if they ever will. So having those at the very worst as a back pocket option is never a bad thing. Crypto.com, I know you can actually get a card for free. Their blue card uh, doesn't cost anything up front, doesn't require uh, any type of deposit or staking into CRO. It won't give you the benefits that the paid cards do, but it will give you that back pocket option should you need it. It will give you entrance into the crypto.com ecosystem, which is a fully built out exchange, staking. It's, it's like a, almost like a little full banking ecosystem right there. And for what it's worth, there is um, another company that I'm in early talks with in terms of sponsorships go. I don't know what the chances are. You guys know me. It, it, almost nobody makes it through um, my own gatekeeping when it comes to sponsors. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, just know there are other companies out there probably that you've never heard of, uh, which also allow you to stay outside of the system uh, when it comes to things you buy in everyday life. So to wrap it all up, there are options out there. You just need to be aware of them. And more importantly, you need to actually take action and do it now. I would say as far as my own tunnel building goes with uh, banks and crypto and residencies and things like that, I'm probably 95% of the way done. I'm almost to the point where I can finally just relax and chill and have my whole tunnel system built out. Man, that's going to be such a great time. I can't even explain the peace of mind you get from knowing that external factors can't take you down. They might be able to put a dent in you, but they're going to end up ruining a lot of people financially. As we said, in many cases, they already have. And one of those people is not going to be me. Call it eccentric, call it crazy, call it whatever you want. But we are certainly not crazy. We are just early.